0: Welcome to Locked On Yankees. I'm Jesse Spector, and in addition to being your host on this show and at lockedonyankees.com, you can find me writing sports business at Dealbreaker, hockey at devils.com more baseball in the pages of Rockies Magazine, and occasionally doing a bit of whatever at the Score, as well as hosting a hockey talk show on Lightning Power Play Radio. In other words, I'm a freelance sports guy used to work at the Daily News and Sporting News, and now I'm doing this. It'll be fun. Let's have fun. And the Yankees are having fun right now in spring training, but the week is not completely off to a great start for them. A little later, I'll talk about what some AL East transaction news means for the Yanks, and there's some podcast news to talk about, too. First, let's check in on what's happening in Tampa, where uh, Monday was an exciting day. Uh Giancarlo Carl Stanton and Aaron Judge took their first live batting practice together as teammates, and uh yeah, they they hit some dingers. Um was uh four for Stanton, two for Judge, uh, the GIFs are up there, and yeah, this uh the official style guide of Locked On Yankees, I'm gonna say, is uh that GIF is with a hard G. Uh the GIFs are fantastic, the video, you know, is, is great. Uh it is two large gentlemen in pinstripe pants and windbreakers, close to baseball uniforms, uh, hitting pitches close to what you'd see in a baseball game, and uh, they're going over fences. So we are getting closer and closer to actual baseball, and it was uh, not not that it was cold in New York, and not that it's going to be cold this week in New York, but you know, as as the winter chill is still in the air, at least. Uh, Warm thoughts, and I know that I'm, I've been a poo-pooer of of non-game stuff and pitchers and catchers and whatnot. But you know, when when you're getting video of batting practice and baseball players doing actual baseball things, that is cool. And uh, and I think that the manager of the Yankees agreed. We have this quote from Jack Curry's Twitter. And if you're not following at Jack Curry, yes, you're doing it wrong. Uh, Boone said, there's something really cool and sexy about seeing the long ball in batting practice. And uh, yeah, got to agree. It's uh, it's something special and it's going to be special all year. Yankees are opening up uh, gates early for Steinbrenner Field for spring training. I am sure that, you know, they, they did it a couple times last year when they called it, you know, the Bronx Block Party. Uh, they will... Uh, i I'm sure be happy to to bring fans in early to watch the show and you know spend that extra hour raking in the concession dollars uh, it's, uh, seemingly at least to me a no-brainer for the Yankees this year to, to get people in the ballpark to watch Stanton and judge and also Gary Sanchez take batting practice and, and I whisper that there because I Gary Sanchez, was in the Home Run Derby last year and put on a show in the Home Run Derby last year. And Gary Sanchez is 25 years old, coming off a season in which he hit 33 home runs in 525 plate appearances. This guy has a chance to be... I I, I I stutter at doing this because to to put this, but I'm not the first one to put it on to to be his generation's Mike Piazza, except with an arm behind home plate, and yeah, we're gonna hear about the past balls and and I understand that I understand why that was a thing last year. He did lead the league with 16 pass balls, you know, and and didn't have a great playoffs either. He hit you know 208 in the playoffs. You know, he was uh, 11 for. 53 in the playoffs, struck out 19 times. wasn't great for him, and and obviously, the defensive issues that he had you know, in the playoffs as well were were problematic and helped cost the Yankees a chance to go to the World Series. Uh, all of that said, Gary Sanchez is, a, I would say he's a superstar now. He's a superstar level player now. He was a a four, four point one. Uh, wins above replacement guy in 2017 Um, he's he's got it you know all ahead of him right now and you know with the Yankees uh, under team control through 2022 I don't know if there's that much more that you can ask for for a guy that's had this kind of start to his career the guy's 25 years old he's already got 53 home runs in the major leagues Uh, he's he's doing pretty well in 177 games Gary Sanchez is legit he's the real deal and every time that we mention Stanton and Judge yeah it's Stanton and Judge and I get why they're they're the large adult sons they're the two guys that hit 50 home runs last year they were second in the American League MVP and first in the National League MVP and Judge was rookie of the year in the American League uh, yeah they're the, the Yankees are going to hit and the Yankees are going to hit a lot. I also want to touch on uh, on Brian Cashman and what he had to say on Monday uh, with his quote. Uh, and, and this is from the Daily News, but it's widely reported. I'm just pulling it from the Daily News story by Mike Bazeo here. Uh, Cashman saying, I need another ring. I've got rings, but there are other guys who don't have rings. Some have rings somewhere else, but they want a Yankee ring. I think having a ring with an NY on it means more than any of the other ones out there, in my opinion. So ultimately, collectively, we're going to try to find a way to get that done. Yeah, You know, that's, uh, I think that's what he needs to be saying right now. He's, he's not calling the Yankees the team to beat. He was uh, quick to, and, and, you know, the other quote here, I'm not going to say World Series or bust. I've got too much respect for all the teams and players that we have to go up against. Very true. You know, it's first of all, it's 162 games, and you're in a division with the Boston Red Sox, who we'll get to. Uh, they They're good. They are the defending division champions. There's Cleveland. There's the Astros. Uh, there's you know, the, the twins are still there and have gotten better. Uh, there's going to be other teams, the Angels with, uh, with Otani and Mike Trout. There's a lot of competition in the American League just to get to the World Series. So I, I am not down with, and I know Delon Batanza said it, and it's also, at, this is the capper on that daily news story. If we don't win at all, it's not a great year for us. I I don't think that's true. I think that you know if if you go out there and you have the the 162, I put a lot of emphasis on the 162 and what you do because the playoffs, as we've all seen time and again, uh, it it is what you make of it, and it's so many times it comes down to play here, play there. Best team doesn't always win. Uh, that's part of what makes it so exciting and so great. I think that you know it's it's obviously ultimately disappointing if you don't win the World Series. And if you're a Yankee fan, you can, and if you're a Yankee, you can obviously be disappointed if you come out of 2018 without winning the World Series. But I don't think that that makes your year a failure. I think that you can have a successful year, even as the Yankees, without winning the World Series. Others may disagree. That's just my feeling on it. If you have other feelings on it and would like to uh, you know, shout at me about that, or if you'd like to advertise on this show, you can send an email to LockedOnNYY at gmail.com. And I hope that you will do that. Uh, more for the advertising than for the yelling at me, because I get that enough on Twitter. That's at LockedOnYankees if, if you want to uh, do that. I'm at Jesse Spectre, But yeah, for the advertising, which you should do. Uh, LockedOnNYY at gmail.com is the way to do that. So let's move on to the American League East. And I mentioned the Boston Red Sox uh, getting better. They have done that. Uh, J.D. Martinez going up to Boston. And yeah, he's he's good. Uh, he's 30. He's been a four-win player or better for three of the last four seasons. Hit 45 homers last year, including the 29 and 62 games for Arizona after the Tigers traded him. Uh, J.D. Martinez is a right-handed power hitter going to Fenway Park. Uh, the sky is the limit for him there. It's uh, <laughs> it's kind of one of those things that, that we all thought was going to happen for a long time, and then it took for— it, It's such This is such a weird offseason, and I, I couldn't find uh, the, the tweet from earlier today. I can't remember who said it, but like we went through all this, this whole offseason— and J.D. Martinez gets pretty much the deal that you always thought he was going to get from the team that you always thought was going to give it to him. Uh, so Martinez goes up to Boston. He's going to be the, you know, presumably the the D.H. there. I would think that he plays D.H. more than right field because the the outfield defense in Boston with Betts and Ben and, uh, and Jackie Bradley Jr. is so strong. I, I can't imagine that J.D. Martinez plays a whole a lot of outfield in the uh, in, in the American League parks. I figure that they try to get his bat in there in the National League parks every now and then. And obviously he played plenty of right field for the D-backs. Uh, he's, he's played more outfield than anything else over the course of his career, but he was also in his 20s. He's now a 30-year-old man. And I think we'll also have to see, you know, how he cottons to be in a DH. He's, he's only been a DH 38 games in his career, and that can be an adjustment for, for players. Uh, you, know, you, you have to sit there between at-bats or go back to the cage or find a way to fill that time instead of going out to the field. I think that that is meaningful and it is something to keep a, keep in mind. It's not something that's going to make J.D. Martinez a terrible player and that deal be a bust for the Red Sox. But yeah, it's it's the Red Sox making themselves better uh, in a way that they really hadn't to this point in the, in the offseason slash spring training. And and the Yankees did, you know. The Yankees made themselves better by uh, bringing in Stanton. Um, It's kind of, kind of the Yankees move now, and and the Yankees have yet to really show a lot of uh, emphasis on making a move. We'll see. You know, there's still players available and time before the season gets going. So we'll see what the Yankees do. Uh, Another guy who will not be going to the Yankees, who who had been mentioned, and I thought that it made sense as a uh a low risk kind of thing if they could pull it off and they didn't chris tillman goes back to baltimore uh chris tillman had two starts against the yankees in 2017 late may and early june he gave up a combined 14 runs in four innings uh took the l both times gave up six homers good news for him three of the three of those homers uh were the guys who are not on the yankees anymore two were by matt holiday one to Starlin castro Tillman also taken deep by Judge, Didi Gregorius, and Brett Gardner. Uh, so he pitched three solid innings against the Yankees in relief uh, in September in the Bronx, but that was in a game where the Yankees had already put six on the board in three innings against Jeremy Hellickson. Uh, funny thing with Tillman that, that I want to mention is that you know he's pitched his whole career in the American League East, um, so he's fa- he's made 21 starts against the Yankees and 21 starts against the Red Sox. That's uh he's made more starts against the Jays and the Rays. Uh so 21 starts against both the Yankees and Red Sox and one relief appearance against the Yankees. And this is just fascinating to me. Against the Yankees, Chris Tillman in his career is 8 and 8 with a 5.54 ERA. Against the Red Sox, Chris Tillman is 10 and 4 with a 3.03 ERA. I have no idea what accounts for that. And, you know, it, it could just be one of those things. But I think that, uh, you know, the Yankees are certainly happier to see that guy remain in their division than the Red Sox will be. I think the Red Sox are like, yeah, whatever. He was terrible in 2017. Um, you know, he's had some success against us, whatever. And the Yankees are saying, this guy was 20 terrible in 2017, and we've kicked his rear end forever. So hooray for that. Chris Tillman, welcome back to the American League East. So Yankees still have uh, pitching options that they can go after on a low risk kind of basis. Uh, you know, Just kind of scour the, the remainders of the free agent market. But Chris Tillman is not going to be that guy. He goes back to Baltimore, uh, where he will probably resume giving up home runs to various people on both the Yankees and the Red Sox and you know probably also the Rays and the Jays Uh, he's an equal opportunity kind of dude and in fact that's that's the other thing there is that like the Red Sox are the only team that he's seen regularly that that he's had any kind of success against he's got a he's 8 and 10 4.44 against the Rays and 5 and 10 5.44 against the Blue Jays so like Everybody that's seen him a significant amount of times has clobbered him, except for the Red Sox. He owns the Red Sox. Makes no sense. Owns the Mariners even more. Seven and one, three point eight eight in uh, twelve games, eleven starts. So fascinating, weird. It would make sense that, that Chris Tillman would succeed uh, in in Seattle or against the Mariners because you know, he's a guy that gives up home runs in, in bunches. Uh, for his you know especially last year less so in the past i guess but you know especially last last year 1.3 homers per nine in his career but every year of his career it's, it's been you know 20 plus home runs except for 2016 he gave up 19 and he had a, had a real good year uh, gave up 33 homers in 2013 the year that he was an all-star chris tillman uh guy that Felt like he might be emerging as an ace, and then last year just uh, fell off a cliff. So, that's that with him, and we will expect to see lots of home runs uh, hit by everybody. Uh, And lots of home runs hit by everybody pretty much against everybody. Home runs, 2018. Jake Rizzi will not be giving up uh, home runs so much uh, to the Yankees, because... Or the Twins or the I, I should not or the Twins or the, or the Red Sox or the Blue Jays or the Rays uh, he'll be giving up his home runs mostly to American League Central teams because the Rays traded him to the Minnesota Twins uh, the team whose name was in my mouth there uh, that trade was was curious it was Jake Odorizzi straight up for A-ball shortstop Jermaine Palacios um, young Venezuelan gentleman now you can imagine that Tampa Bay's asking price to the Yankees may have been a little higher as an in-division premium, uh, but given the depth of the Yankees' farm system, you also have to imagine that they could have swung that if they wanted to, so my inkling here is that the Yankees were not all that interested in in Jay Godarizzi, to which I would say the Yankees should be on the phone to Tampa Bay and going after Chris Archer and paying what it takes, because the Yankees have the farm system depth and... Like unless they're asking for guys that you figure will contribute at the major league level this year, and honestly, I've kind of come to to a feeling where like if you're making a deal for a guy like Chris Archer, it's probably better if you can give up, uh, you know, some somebody like an Esteban Florial, somebody who's who's far away, because uh, you'll you're able to you're you're able to backfill on your minor league system in a, in a way when you when you trade lower-level guys. And if, if a lower-level guy becomes, you know, to that level of, oh, we're projecting huge things for that guy, sometimes that's when you're best giving that guy up. I don't know how the Rays value a Florial. I don't know how the Rays value anybody in the Yankees system. But whatever it would take to get Chris Archer, um, and, and Chris Archer is a guy who... Is you know, when he's on top of his game, he's one of the best in baseball. He's twenty nine. Um, he's under contract through twenty nineteen, but with two team options. So basically through twenty twenty one, because that's a guy that you would keep on those on those options, uh, because those options are nine million in twenty twenty, and eleven million in twenty twenty one. Chris Archer's a guy that you want, and. If I'm the Yankees, I'd be putting on a full court press to get that guy, and not worrying too much about like, oh, am I gonna give up guys that uh, come back to bite me in this division later on down the road? I, who cares? Y- you get your guy now, and you get a guy that can put you over the top for the World Series. And you know, I know Archer's had an ERA over four each of the last two years, but it was you know 4.02 and 4.07. In 2016, 2017, um, he he's a guy and he strikes out everybody. And I feel like with you know, there's still that that ability for just that little bit of refinement in the middle of your career that you know that that brings you to that next step. And I think that with the rotation the Yankees have, and sometimes it's not as much uh, your pitcher pitching coach as working with other pitchers and alongside other pitchers can can be that little boost. Boy, I think Chris Archer could be really special with the Yankees, and I've got myself hung up on this, and yeah, maybe I'm wrong to do so, but I'd really love to see that guy come to New York. I think that would make so, so very much sense for the Yankees. And I don't really understand what the Rays are doing right now, because they, they gave up Odorizzi for you know, a, a low-level prospect, um, and maybe that was right, maybe that was market value, but it, it feels like it was low for... For a guy that you know has two years of control and a you know a, a sixish million dollar contract for for twenty eighteen, and you know, ERA around four, it's been a, a three war pitcher in his career. You know, a couple times. I feel like I feel like that that was a low price, and they're giving up. You know, Corey Dickerson. They designate him for assignment, ideally to hasten a trade happening. But that's such a weird thing in spring training because. You know, teams have so many guys in camps right now, and I know that guys are getting signed and trades are getting made, but, like, putting that kind of onus on yourself to make the trade or you're just going to wind up releasing the guy or outriding him because somebody would claim him on waivers. Somebody would have to claim him on waivers, wouldn't they? I mean, it, it just it doesn't make sense. We'll see what happens with that. They've got 10 days from the time they designate Dickerson for assignment. So I don't really understand what's going on with Tampa Bay right now. Uh, I do understand what's going on with the Red Sox. I, you know, the Orioles are treading water, and the Blue Jays uh, are, I guess, also treading water would be the way to put it with the Blue Jays because I don't know. I, I I don't totally understand a lot of what they've done this off season either. They feel I feel like they're in kind of a position where the the window is closing for them? I mean, it, it feels like it already did close last year, but, like, then why are you hanging on to Josh Donaldson? Aside from, you know... It, it, unless you, you hope to keep him and build around Josh Donaldson in years to come? I, I know that, you know, you want to have your, your drawing cards and your gate guys, and, like... For that reason, I, I don't have such a big problem with the Padres and, you know, what they did signing Eric Hosmer. These are... You want to have guys that, you know, people want to come see and watch, even if you're not going to have a great team. I get that in, in a lot of cases that you don't want to go full tank. Uh, there's different ways about it, but, you know, it's, it, it just, the the Blue Jays have had kind of a baffling off season. Don't expect them to be good. At any rate, uh, the Yankees will be very, 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 very good, and a World Series contender, and that's all that we really have to worry about here, because this is locked on Yankees, and if you want to hear, you know, about what the Orioles are doing, well, my good friend and former editor at Sporting News, Justin McGuire, is launching Locked on Orioles, and I should also note that Locked on Angels is going, is, is has launched, I guess, by the time you hear this. Uh, locked on Twins is happening, in addition to, you know, the Cubs and Locked on Cubs, and Locked On MLB as well. So the Locked On family is growing, and the Locked On Yankees family is also growing, as I said last episode, uh, accepting submissions. So if if you want to, uh, not submissions so much uh, at this point, but a- applications, because I want to have a, a good team of writers at the LockedOnYankees.com website. Uh, so if you are interested in writing for Locked On Yankees, please send an email to LockedOnNYY at gmail.com with a little introduction of yourself and a writing sample or two, if you would be so kind. Uh, you know, things that you've written online in the past are great. I uh, just want to get a sense of what it is that you can do. Um, and we'll see about filling some podcast slots as well. Uh, if you've got any podcasting experience, uh, want to talk about the Yankees on here, get in touch. Locked on NYY gmail.com I look forward to hearing from you remember that you can hear that hear this show and subscribe to this show and rate and review this show on iTunes on Stitcher wherever you get your podcasts please do so and please come on back next time and hopefully we'll have uh, more good things to talk about thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time